Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Today, we're starting a brand new series called The Inconvenience of Connection. And it's been fun to talk about and think about how how really everything um, in life is wildly inconvenient. Things are rarely convenient. And if you think about the relationships in your life, uh, maybe some of them might seem convenient now, um, but rarely do relationships start conveniently. The people in our life, the things in our life, the faith that we have can be very inconvenient at times. And so what, what we want to do over the next couple of weeks is explore this idea of the inconvenience of connection, how that shows up in our life, why it matters, right, and what that means for our faith, right? When it comes to, when it comes to these messages on Sunday, our, our goal, my goal for you, my goal for myself is to be able to grow my faith, to grow our faith. That's kind of why we're here, or maybe some of us. Uh, some of us are here for the kolaches, maybe. I'm not sure. And so, um, so that's, that's what I want to do. And, and as I'm thinking about this, as I've been thinking about this idea of the inconvenience of connection, I want to start with the simple idea of inviting someone in, right? So maybe the simplest version of that is, you know, you have some friends coming over and you get a knock on the door or, you know, ring of the doorbell, or if you come to Dom's house, you just walk right in and you know, get ready, get ready for whatever's happening. And so when we have that moment, there's some things that maybe go through our mind. And I'm not saying this is everybody, but just see if you can follow me, uh, follow me here. Somebody comes over. And let's say you, you didn't know they were coming over. You get a knock on the door. It's a friend of yours. Maybe you start to think, oh, my gosh, the house is a mess, or I hope they don't need to use the bathroom. I don't, you know, we're out of toilet paper there. Or, you know, some of these things go through, go through your head, right? Like, I, I don't want you to not come in, but I don't know if I'm ready for you to come in. You see what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm ready for you to come in. Or let's say you know someone's coming over. You're hosting a dinner party or whatever it is. And so you get the house ready. You get the candles on. You get the stuff in the oven. You have food ready, a little charcuterie board, you know. You're ready for your guests. You're ready to let people in. And so if we take that idea of letting people in, what does that look like for a little bit more of our life, right? Maybe you let people into the house and we hang out in the kitchen and living room and so it, it, what if somebody said, hey, is it cool if I see your bedroom? You'd be like, what? Well, I wasn't going to let you that far into my home. Well, now that I'm in your bedroom, is it cool if I check out your closet? You'd be like, you're weird. There's certain parts, even of our home, even if you came over to my home and I said, you are welcome in here, right? Come on in. I want you to be able to open the fridge, get something to drink. You want a snack? Get a snack. But if you wanted the tour, there would be some rooms in the house that I wouldn't take you to. And I wonder if that's the same for our hearts, if that's the same for where our faith is, if that's the same for our spirit, the same for our mind. Where in our lives do we say it's easy to welcome people? Because I know it's different for everybody, right? Some of us are extroverts. Some of us are introverts. Some of us are introverts pretending to be extroverts. Some of us are extroverts pretending to be introverts. So we're not all the exact same, but I wonder, I wonder in your life, where 
it's easy for you to let people in, and then it comes to a certain room, a certain part, and that door's locked, and you forgot where you put the key, (laughs) or there's a wall there that no one's allowed to go over. And so what I, that's, that's what I want to address is these things that, that we get to choose how much we let people in. We get to choose how much we let people in, into our life, into our mess, into the drama, into the darker parts of ourselves, into the parts of ourselves that we're afraid to let people see. You know why? We're afraid to let people see those rooms in our home because we'll be judged, right? We'll be judged for what that room looks like, for what that room smells like, for the cobwebs in the room. And, I mean, if it's me coming over, I will judge you. I judge you right now. I'm judging you now from here. (laughs) We're afraid we're going to be judged. We don't know what that judgment looks like, but we're afraid of it. So we, we, we keep these things blocked off. And I, and I don't know about you, but I, I, I do that in my life. I have, a, there's a, I have this, it's easy for me to share. Some, of you might, some people might even call me an oversharer. And I, and I maybe am for a lot of things. But there's still some parts of me that I don't want anybody to see. What if they see who I really am, right? What if they know what I really think about this and then I'll be judged and then these relationships that I have that are so meaningful in my life will be taken away and so to protect that and that's the extreme version of it right one version is I don't want you to come in because I haven't cleaned the bathroom yet the extreme version is I don't want to get too close to me because you'll decide you never want to be around me again but I think these are the things that can block off connection. And it's my opinion that the connection that we have with others activates the faith that we have within us. And so the, so the more that we have these blocks to connection, we're stunting our faith. We're stunting the growth of our faith that we can. And so I want to I want to look at a particular uh, verse today. Actually, I might just read the whole chapter. Let's just get crazy, because it's a little. It, it's more of a. Sometimes there's like a verse I want you to kind of look at, right? But this is more of like the story of it. Okay, so I'm gonna read. Uh, I'm probably gonna read Joshua chapter two. How long is it? Shouldn't take more than an hour. So you're fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm gonna read Joshua chapter two because it's about one person who took a huge risk in letting people in. You know, there, there, there's sometimes where, you know, we're, 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 we're talking about something on a Sunday and, uh, and there's an exact verse to match, right? We call that winning the lottery on a Sunday morning, right? Where if I'm talking about God being with us and, you know, Jesus was called God with us, I'm like, bang, that's the verse, easy peasy. But when it comes to things like this, you know, I, the, the Bible isn't this, this magic book that will give you a verse for everything exactly that's going on in your life. And so I, I think it's going to be fun, or I don't know, I don't know what you think. Uh, uh, it might be fun, who knows, uh, to read the story and kind of hear it as a story because it's not just about letting somebody into your life, into your mess. It's about taking a risk creating a connection and watching what can happen. So watch this. Okay, I'm going to read, I'm just going to read all of chapter two. 
Okay, let me set this up. Sorry. So uh, if you don't know uh, the history, long, 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 long time ago, the Jewish people, God's people, God's chosen people, as you know, uh, according to the story, uh, were uh, enslaved by the Egyptians. Okay, and um, maybe you've seen the movie "Let My People Go." Right, the Jewish people they leave Egypt parts the sea. I'm really skipping some good parts. Uh, that you know, Moses parts the sea. The Jewish people walk through the ocean uh, or the sea or whatever, and come out the other side. And then the sea kills all the Egyptians. And it's very gruesome. And then, the, then, then, and then Moses he gets in trouble with God. So uh, you know, they have to just walk around the desert for 40 years. Uh, and then, anyway, so all that's over now. Moses dies. And there's a new guy, a new guy who's going to lead the Jewish people into the promised land. His name's Joshua. And so he takes over as the leader, and, and, and they can see the promised land. They can see the land that God has promised them, and they need to go take it. They need to go take the land that God had promised them. That's where we're picking up in the story. So watch this. This is chapter 2. Joshua secretly spent, uh, sent two spies from the Israelite camp at Acacia Grove. He instructed them, scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two men went out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there that night. But someone told the king of Jericho, some Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, bring out the men who have come into your house, for they have come here to spy out the whole land. Rahab had hidden the two men, but she replied, yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they were from. They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went. If you hurry, you can probably catch up with them. And then in parentheses it says, actually, she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them beneath bundles of flax that she had laid out. So the king's men, isn't this exciting? So the king's men went looking for the spies along the road leading to the shallow crossing of the Jordan River. And as soon as the king's men had left, the gate of Jericho was shut. Before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up to the roof and talked to them. I know the Lord has given you this land, she said. We're all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror, for we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know that you, what you did in Sion and Og, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things, for the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. There's more, but that's the juice. First of all, all this story, I don't know why they needed to say that she was a prostitute. I don't know if that was crucial to uh, her actions. But. but what I see there is I see someone taking a gigantic risk. Because she didn't know these two men. She didn't know. I mean, if she would have been found out for hiding these men, she would have died her whole family probably would have died. And the rest of the story goes as that she, because of her actions, because of her risk, because of her taking this risk, the Jewish people were able to take the land, were able to be in the promised land. And they told her, because you helped us, because you took this risk, when we Come to this land, you and all of your family, all of your descendants will always be protected. And so maybe that's a little bit of an extreme example, and maybe some of you aren't facing a war. Maybe you are. 
But I think I, I, I liked that story for this because it paints a, a picture of a wild inconvenience to create connection, a risk. And every connection that you make, every connection you choose to make will require a risk. Anytime we let a little bit of ourselves show we're taking a risk. Anytime we let a little bit of someone into our life, maybe a little bit into our mess, we're taking a risk. Maybe it's not as big of a risk as she took, but sometimes, maybe if you're honest with yourself, it feels like that big of a risk. You don't want to feel exposed. You don't want to feel in a place where somebody can judge you, dislike you, be disgusted by you, whatever it happens to be. And so, I, 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 and that's why I like this story because it paints the picture of this risk, this risk that is necessary to connect. Yeah, but why does connection matter, right? Why does connection matter? What's the big deal? Big whoop. Well, we talk about connection a lot at the heart, and, and connection is uh, it's one of our core values here at the heart. We believe that the connection is worth the risk. But if I'm, if I'm being honest with myself, I don't always feel like risking it. I don't always feel like taking that risk. I don't always feel like, well, I'm just going to let people in, and I'm just going to trust people. Sometimes, some days, it's easy to trust. I don't know if you feel this way. Some days, it's easy to trust people around me, right? Some days, it's easy to trust the people in your life, and some days, it's just very difficult to trust. It's very difficult to trust that people are going to really see you. People are really, really going to know you. And so you hold back a little bit because it's inconvenient, to say the least, <laughs> right? It's inconvenient. The connection is inconvenient. But if you and I are willing to risk, and I'm not saying that everybody gets access to every part of your heart, right? That you have to be this open book and, you know, start a TikTok channel and tell everybody everything every day. And that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying think about the key people in your life that you already trust that you could bring them in a little bit more. See, this, this is what I love about the inconvenience of connection because it, it's, it's two, it works both ways and it works both ways beautifully. Here's the first one. I wrote this down for you. When we let people into our mess, our faith begins to grow. You see that? When we let people into our mess, Here's what happens 99% of the time. That is a fake stat that I made up for this next point, okay? What happens 99% of the time is that when you let someone into your mess a little bit, they are rarely taken aback and offended and surprised at what you thought was the most awful thing that you were going to be judged for, right? Somebody tells you something, or no, let, let's do your mess. It's your mess. You know how much of a mess your life is. We all know. We see it. I'm judging you for it. If we let somebody into our mess, I've done this before, right? I, I, I've like I, I gotta tell I gotta tell somebody something. I gotta tell my friends something. You know, I I, I downloaded uh, songs without paying for them thirty years ago. Does anybody remember that? <laughs> Napster, wow. 
I downloaded songs illegally and I'm listening to them on my iPod. <laughs> what an old fashioned sentence that is. Right? And so, and, and, and I'm torn up over this. This is as an example. I'm torn up over this and I, I got to tell somebody. And as soon as I tell somebody, I'm like, you're going to think I'm the worst person in the world. And uh, you're, I mean, you're, you're we're, this friendship's probably over. And then I'll tell somebody and I'm like, yeah, that's okay. And I'm, all of a sudden, my perspective changes because the, the terrible person I thought I was isn't as bad because this person who I was let into my mess a little bit, right, let into my drama a little bit, didn't judge me for what they saw. Now, maybe it's not downloading music. <laughs> maybe it's something else for you, something else you have going on. Something else that you're carrying on your own. And it's heavy on your shoulders. It's heavy on your heart. It's heavy on your spirit. And that is why connection matters. Because when you let someone in, now, now, not, not literally, spiritually, now you can carry it together. You see that? Now you're carrying it with them. It doesn't have to weigh so heavily on them. Because you know about it. You didn't judge them for it. Or sorry, this is your mess. Because now they know about your mess and they're not judging you for it. And now your shoulders are a little bit lighter. That's the power of connection. And that's why the connection is worth the risk. And see, what's interesting is even as these risks come up in our life, okay, these risks for connection, even as they come up, it's scary every time. Right? Maybe sometimes it's a little bit easier and sometimes it's a little bit more difficult. But that risk, it's scary every time. But we know if, 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 we, if we were to, to sit down and, and write out some of the big relationships in our life, some of the key ones, some of the meaningful relationships in our life, then we would see and know that those risks are worth it. Right? We would see and know that the risks for connection are worth it because we can point to this person and this relationship. And this friendship. So we know that the risks can be worth it, but it doesn't make them less scary each time. And that's where we get to be empowered. That's where we get to be intentional. That's where we get to choose the inconvenience. I wrote, I wrote uh, one more thing down for you. It was uh, when you make space for people in your life, now they have a chance to grow their faith. So when you make space for people to let you into their mess, you give their faith a chance to grow. And when you let people a little bit into your mess, your faith has a chance to grow. That's what connection does. That's what connection does for us. It lightens the burdens that we're carrying. And when our burdens are lighter, when our, when our stress is lighter, when these things that we're carrying on our own become lighter, now we have space to hope. You see that? Now we have space to find peace. Now we have space to trust again, to trust ourselves, to trust the people around us, to trust God again. You, you're able to do those things. You're able to practice that trust, practice that hope, practice that grace, that mercy when you are connected to others because now you carry nothing on your own anymore and that is worth the risk. But trust is difficult. 
I don't mean to just throw out a word like trust and say, well, just start trusting people. What's the big deal? <laughs> just start trusting the people that have let you down over and over and over again. Just start trusting God again. What's the big whoop? I know it's not easy. But here's what's powerful about trust. Here's where, here's where when it comes to trusting someone, when it comes to trusting God, Sometimes that word trust can feel like an indictment, right? Can feel like an attack. Well, just trust. It's your fault if you're not trust, if you're not trusting. There's something about that word that can be a little bit of a a little bit of a, a, an indictment on you if you're not trusting. Like, oh, well, it probably means that you're not forgiving enough. And if you forgave people enough, then it'd be easy to trust. But you and I both know that's not how life works. That's not how it goes. This last thing I promise, this is the last thing I wrote down for you. Letting people into your world takes trust. And trust is a choice. And that's not an attack. That's not trust attacking you, right? That's not trust attacking me. (laughs) That's an invitation. An invitation to trust. Because you're not obligated to trust the people in your life. They're not obligated to trust you. And if you're anything like me, there's some days where you don't even trust yourself. (laughs) You don't trust yourself. You don't trust the people around you. You're not sure if God can be trusted today. He seems busy. He seems like he's doing other things, you know. But if you can, if you can let yourself, if you can give yourself permission to choose to trust. Maybe not from now on. Not trust for the rest of your life. Not trust this situation or this person or this relationship from now on. But you say, I'm going to trust this next interaction. This next phone call I'm going to have with this person. I'm going to choose to trust their intentions. How would, that, how would that change this relationship that you've been thinking about this whole time I've been talking today? If you said, I I don't know if I can trust everything. I don't know if I can trust everything. I've been hurt a lot, right? But what if you said, in this next conversation, I'm going to give myself permission to choose to trust where this is coming from. Now, in that next conversation, you're not bringing a bottle of stress, (laughs) an open can of anxiety, (laughs) on the verge of disappointment, ready to be angry, and with a side of resentment on all of it. Now you don't need to do that because you gave yourself permission to take all of those off the table, and you say, well, just for now, I'm going to choose to trust. And that's a risk. That is a risk every time you choose to trust, whether it's yourself, whether it's someone else in your life, or whether it's God. Every time you choose to trust, that is a risk. But what if, what if this risk, what if today's risk, what if that next risk is worth the price? What if that next risk creates the connection that you need right now? What if that next risk creates the connection to get you through what you're in the middle of? What if it did? And if it doesn't, then you can still choose to trust the next time. That's what I love. That's what I love about this faith. 
is that we are so empowered. I know I say that a lot. I probably sound like a broken record with our empowered faith, but I just love how much God has put in us to own our faith. He's the kind of God that wants to be in it with us, right? To be there for us. And so I, my, my hope for you this week is that you would let yourself trust a little bit. I don't know what the situation is, right, or, or, or who that needs to be for or what that looks like or if you can even do it. But what if, what if for one situation, one conversation, one moment, whatever it is, you took a risk and said, I'm going to let myself trust in this moment. And what if that's, what, that's the risk you needed for your faith to grow? Watch your faith grow. Watch how you have room for hope, for more faith, for mercy, for grace. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for me. If you could, I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads for a moment. I want to pray for you today. And I don't do this all the time, but I'm going to ask you today. So with everybody's eyes closed, everybody's heads bowed, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to ask you a question. And the question is, will you choose to trust this week? Will you give yourself permission to trust this week? With everybody's eyes closed, if you accept that challenge on the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Put your hand up if you're choosing to trust this week. Love it. Put your hands down. And for people that had their hands up and people that didn't raise their hands, I love both of those. Because if you say, I don't raise my hand because I'm not ready to choose trust, I just am so grateful for your honesty and knowing where you are in your life, where you are in your faith. That is just as powerful, just as powerful. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today, for the moments that we get to share together, for the connection that we get to have. God, I thank you that the inconvenience of connection allows us to find that. The inconvenience of connection activates our faith. God, I pray that you would make us bold, make us brave this week, and that we would see that the risk is worth the connection. So we thank you for that, and we pray that in your name. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say, you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.